This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to the Durham Student Art Prize podcast. The Student Art Prize runs every year and it is open to any student of Durham University to participate. I am your host, A.V. Join me as I talk to some of the shortlisted candidates and winners about their artwork, their art practice and anything in between. The theme for the Durham Student Art Prize 2022 to 2023 is Sanctuary. I'm here with Angelica Hopton and your piece is Universal Sanctuary and Mezia Agu um, and your piece. Would you like to read the title for us? Of course. Um, it's Miri Duna Yeah. Um, and could you tell us what that means and what language it's in? Um, it's in Igbo and that's like a major language spoken in Nigeria, which is where I'm from. Um, it means the water would take us home or the water will carry us home, depending mm. on the context. Yeah, um, that's beautiful. Would it be right if I ask you both just to describe what your piece looks like? Because obviously this is an audio medium. We cannot show what the artwork looks like. Right. Um, yeah, so shall I start with Angelica? Could you just, how, do, how, does, it, how does it look to you? So my piece was of an adult in the fetal position, um, placed within like an abstract womb. So it was like, they were basically kind of curled up in a ball and surrounded in what you could interpret as an embryonic sac. And then the abstract womb was very colourful, like blue, um, white, gold. And there were kind of cell-like structures um, and root-like structures, which were, were representing the biological um, aspects um, to do with uh, the grounding nature of the earth and how we're connected to nature and um, the common humanity of all human beings and our biolog biological origin. So yeah, that's kind of a brief description. Nice. Um, and Mezia, would you mind just describing what your piece looks like and what you see in it? Of course. Um, well, my piece is blue. That's it, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> my piece <laughs> it is, is very blue. It's very blue. <laughs> like, um, it's acrylic on canvas board. Can't remember the exact dimensions, but anyways. Uh, it depicts a head and it is the head of a drowning slave from the infamous um, drowning at the Dunbar Creek. I think that's like in the early, in the early 1800s, um, properly titled the Igbo Landing. So it's a head um, painted blue around a blue sea. And I decided with this work to like, uh, kind of depict the sea in a very stylized manner. So instead of painting on waves, I just painted on um, forms and shapes to like express like vibe of the ocean. And you see like signs and symbols around the ocean and on like the slave collar. That's actually an ancient Igbo writing system, like kind of like the hieroglyphics, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, it's continental whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. um, that it's called in CBD. And there are three symbols there. The first symbol means um, water. And the second symbol means journey. And the last symbol means home. And so that together, like, means water journey home. Mm -hmm. Water could carry us home. It's like, yeah. 
Mm. And that that's about it. Yeah, thank you so much. So I think we will return to both of your artworks later. But I think first, um, would you mind just talking about how you found out about the Student Art Prize um, and how you decided to enter, just what that process was like? I just finished the lecture and I was like, just tired. I was like, I was done. I just wanted mm -hmm. to go back home. And I went to, I was in the TLC, I think. I went to the second floor and I just like sat down so done with life. <laughs> Um, I looked at the screen and it had like uh, a bunch of like adverts like sliding through and I saw the student art prize and I was like, hey, how come I've never seen this before? Like this is could probably be my chance, my opportunity, might as well um, get to it. And that's how I found out mm. about it. Um, so for me, I was really hoping to get involved in the arts in Durham this year because um, I'd just done a year abroad and got back and been doing lots of art when I was away. Mm. So I really wanted to keep it going during my final year where it was very, um, very academic heavy, if that even makes sense. Um, <laughs> lots of work and I wanted just to keep sane. So I got involved in the Life Drawing Society, um, met some interesting people through that. And that's where I came across it because I was speaking to some friends there um, and they were talking about it like, oh, are you going to do the art prize? I was like, what's that? You know, I didn't know it existed, but um, it was really nice to know that there was like a student like community um, of of artists or wanting to get involved so yeah that's when I found out mm. about it yeah for sure um did you any of your other life drawing friends take part um not that I know of actually oh. <laughs> I think they all suggested it and I think it was one of those things a lot of people say they're going to do it and then mm. when it comes down to it no one ever really has time um <laughs> but I, I kind of promised to myself that mm. this year I was going to actually give more time to to other things not just my degree um so yeah I kind of promised myself and had to follow through with it <laughs> yeah for sure um and yeah as i'm sure you both know and um, any other durham students listening so because we don't have a uh, official art program at durham university so you both do not study art i would assume no if you could tell me what your degree is and how you sort of balance that how you came to the decision of maybe study something that isn't art but yet have art be an important part of your life at the same time at the beginning of the year, it was it was much easier because I think the work hadn't fully kind of kicked off yet. So mm. I was giving a lot of time to it. And it was really, really nice because I realized how how it was like my safe place, actually, my sanctuary, <laughs> referring to the theme. Um, <laughs> yeah. Get that, that keyword yeah. in <laughs> every <laughs> possible <laughs> moment. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. And then as the work picked up, I did actually have to kind of let the art go a little bit for the last mm. few months. But um in particularly in my second year of uni, I was I was using it as like my me time because, um, you know, there'd be all these like social things going on and, and the degree. But um, the real time, I felt like I was actually doing something for myself and just also just like recalibrating a little bit because it can be quite intense at uni. Um, I'd use like my weekends for for painting and and yeah. Yeah, it's always good to have something to like unwind and just express yourself differently, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, and I was also interested because um, your artwork, it has, because you study natural sciences, right? And it's got sort of like the kind of webs of almost like neural chains and it's got like the fetal position, which is, you know, kind of also biological. So I guess I was just wondering if that like fed in. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was. It wasn't even deliberate. I didn't realise I was kind of making it slightly biological until it was almost too late. Mm. Um, I feel like because I study psychology um, and I did some biology as well, um, it just kind of, it's programmed into the way I think now. Um, and so when I was like trying to respond to Sanctuary, my automatic um, response was to kind of figure out what we all share as humans. Because mm -hmm. I feel like that's what my whole degree was kind of focusing on in different ways. Um, 
and yeah, it was that this idea of like our biological origin brings us all together. You know, we all have that common experience of being a fetus in the womb. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's something we can't remember. But weirdly, even in adulthood, I feel like we all find ways to try and kind of go back to that state of like just bliss and ignorance and inner peace, which is very hard to find in adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what the whole piece was trying to portray. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And there's also like, because sometimes like the psychology or the mind or the biology of the mind or whatever, it's not linked so much. But I just found it interesting how in your piece I couldn't, like you couldn't quite dif- differentiate what was biological, what was psychological. Exactly. It was a bit of both. I kind of made it up. I wasn't using any kind of reference of what anything looks like, but I kind of took took the ideas of biology to try and create something also aesthetically beautiful. Mm. Um, so like the cell-like structures, like I don't know exactly what, you know, the cells in the womb look like no idea and it definitely wasn't to scale but I like the idea of it and um, it was inspired by like a marbling technique which actually automatically produces these cell-like structures with like the, the special oils you use so it kind of it was almost a coincidence but then it was really it was a nice coincidence because it meant that it it kind of had a deeper meaning to it which mm-hmm. connected really well with the theme as well yeah no, that's really cool and Messier can I ask you about yeah what do you study and how does that inform your art um, I study law. I'm actually a first year student and um, I feel like it's it's best to say that there's probably not as much workload in first year. I'm assuming. I'm assuming the best year. Um, <laughs> so it gets better. Um, so I found it quite easy to balance um, art and my degree, of course. So I would devote all my time to my degree on the weekdays. And then what I need to like unwind and rest and just recalibrate and, you know, get my mind sorted. I would just take a bus, go to a, my favorite cafe, which is the coffee house Durham. Um, Yeah. And it's like beside the girl. I love that place. Um, You've got to rep your favorite. Yeah. Rep my favorite cafe. Just, <laughs> yeah. I would get out my sketchbook and just sketch something on, uh, yeah, sketch, paint, um, draft, design, anything creative on paper. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's something really special about like doing art at a coffee shop i feel like just yeah the, the ambiance it's just so like yeah it's like <laughs> you could draw it there and then just like look at people just walking around mm. it's like wow people the different people from like different backgrounds and then get back to drawing mm. yeah do you ever like draw what you see around you or is it just oh, from I, your imagination oh i wish i could draw what i see around me i don't think i would have the patience to <laughs> but i mean i do try sometimes but like just like rough sketches mm. Most of the time, I like like every other artist. I'm assuming, go to Pinterest, go to my saved pins, and find something and morph the pins together. Just mm. like create something that's your own, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's so relatable. Like, I love having like a big Pinterest board of love a good Pinterest board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all your art inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of art inspirations, um, I found out a little bit about the artists that you like and were inspired by. So I was just wondering if. Um, you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about that. Um, so, Mezier, you mentioned that you liked the artist um, Aino Onabulu, Yusuf yeah. Grillo, and uh, Akinola uh, Lesekan. Sorry if I pronounced it. Honestly, I don't know how to pronounce the names properly either. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so would you mind just talking about how you were inspired by those? And if there was maybe one in particular that, that you feel like relates to your practice? Right. Um, so, those artists. I would describe them as the um, founders of modern, specifically Nigerian art, but generally African art. So mm-hmm. 
they're all from Nigeria. Duffers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but they're like the, like I would say like God tier. Like they're like the OG mm-hmm. masterminds behind the whole modern art movement. And I'm inspired by how they're able to combine realism and um, like stylistic art techniques. Um, so Africana, like normally is very stylized. It's very um, abstract. You have to almost think deep to understand what is depicted. Mm-hmm. The forms don't usually obey the natural laws or proportion. They just um, go with how the artist chooses to depict the human beings or how the culture dictates um, mm. forms should be depicted. And then European art styles are like very realistic, very like, um, you have to follow a set rules of proportions, um, two eyes apart, nose, everything. And mm. so what these artists did, they combined these two techniques and they said, hey, let's make something that's new, let's make something that's fresh and exciting, but then still staying true to the African form. So they would use these art techniques and um, form something so vibrant, so beautiful, so unique that no one has ever seen before. And I just think I'm just inspired by that every single day. Um, Yusuf Grillo, it's probably one of my favorite artists till today, um, had a painting called Mother and Child. It's clear that you, you can clearly see what is being depicted. It has some natural forms towards it, but it still stays true to, um, like the classic African stylistic technique. Mm. Um, so it's you, depict the feelings and not what you see so if you're depicting the ocean you depict how the ocean feels if you're depicting a human being you depict how um a human being feels instead of just like the human being itself you mm-hmm. add like more emotion and more um should i say uh spice <laughs> towards it spice i love spice. that yes <laughs> a little extra it's a little extra thing yeah <laughs> so that's like why i'm just really inspired by and um, I mean, I'm inspired by like other art movements to, um, expressionism, um, like post-expressionism, um, and of course, like, uh, like the Renaissance period, you know, the, the classic stuff. Yeah. But then I just feel like Africa I will always have a special place in my heart. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and of course, as we probably all know, um, all the, um, Western, modernists um and abstract artists a lot of them were inspired by african art mm-hmm. uh, that they saw in you know picasso 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 um <laughs> any opportunity to talk shit about picasso I'll oh take. that man <laughs> anyways i, I <laughs> uh, just zip my lips um, yeah yeah so i i looked a little bit at the the artists that you mentioned and um i did notice how i can maybe see a little bit of inspiration from yusuf grillo in your work mm. um and this is going to sound like a stupid point. You described your painting as very blue. Um, when you're talking about depicting feelings rather than maybe, you know, directly realism. Does color play into that a lot? Do you think about like what colors you use and what they signify? And Yes, I did. Um, I initially planned the painting to be like a full color painting. So like fully depicted with the whole um, color scheme and everything. But then um, I gave it a second thought and I was like, hey, what, like, what am I really depicting here? Like I'm depicting... Um, someone or a lot of people were represented by one i'm dying and they think that that's like the sanctuary that like their sanctuary is death um so like what other colors depict that kind of moody um feeling than blue Mm. and like like a dark blue kind of a mysterious blue with some purple highlights there too Mm. um i feel like the color blue really 
like the dull color really like depicts the message I was trying to pass across. Yeah, for sure. And like the way that you painted it, it just looks so like luminous and beautiful. Like it's yeah. really like the the feeling of the color really comes through. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah. Can I ask you a little bit about your, the artists that you like, Angelica? Yeah. So I'd say the main artist that has inspired me um, in all my work is Jenny Savile. Mm. So she does really large, vibrant, expressive, but also realist in in some way uh, portraits. And I'm obsessed with her work. It's incredible. She she has so much feeling in in what she does, and she's very realistic. You know, quite brutal in the way she portrays her subjects. But there's this beauty about it as well. It's like raw. Um, and yeah, so I came across her when I was like 17 um, and ever since like she's inspired my portraiture um, and then when I went on to go and, and do more like figure painting it continued because she did many um, nude paintings of herself and of other subjects as well um, not leaving any detail smoothed over you mm. know really really raw graphic stuff but also really thought provoking and kind of outrageous mm. um but I really really like her stuff um and so I kind of I didn't go for the same kind of style um in the sense of the flesh uh the way I painted uh, the flesh of the adult wasn't exactly super expressive but I the colors I used I I tried to go for really saturated colors um which if you kind of isolated them you'd be like wow that's really really bright but I feel like when it kind of came together as a whole it doesn't necessarily look like really really bright um mm. but yeah the color scheme of my work was very much inspired by Jenny Savile's mm. work yeah because depicting like realistic flesh can be very difficult like the the like variation of like color that you'd see on any human person yeah and like when I look at faces like I don't necessarily see a ton of color but then when you kind of zoom in you do you can uncover so many different tones and mm. And like warm and cool, yeah, warm and cool tones. Um, and that's that's what I've been trying to focus on in in most of my portraits because I think before what I'd do is I'd kind of mix all my colours together too much, add too much white, and then it would all be kind of greyed down, mm. dulled down. And I think what makes a really interesting portrait or um, painting of a body is when you really bring it to life. And I think part of that comes from the vibrant and warm, warm flesh tones. Mm. Um, so that's kind of been... The focus is not graying it down too much, which was a tendency I used to have. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, um, what you said about uh, Jenny Savile's work being, you described it as brutal and raw. Um, I also noticed um, a little bio that you sent me, you described that you, um, your portraits uh, you, used to be more like potentially harsh to the sitter. And now you're focused a little bit more on depicting their essence. If you could talk a little bit more about that transition or like how you see that. Yeah, so I... When I started around, yeah, 17, 18, during A-level, I was I was kind of figuring it out as I went along. I, there was no real formula of how, how to paint a portrait. So I kind of just tried to figure it out. And um, what I would do is just paint what I saw. Um, so any harsh line, any dark bit would become almost black or really dark, dark colours. And it kind of worked, but it would mean that I really overemphasised details, which not everyone necessarily wants to see, especially in portraits. You kind of make people look way uglier than they are. Uh, it's like 
you know, good photographers know how to capture someone in a really lovely way because they, you know, they play with light and they and they they capture someone in the right moment. You know, yeah, they can like make it both like accurate and honest as well as you as know, beautiful, beautiful, right? absolutely, exactly. Um, and so I kind of I got a lot of critique particularly from my family because <laughs> they love to be honest with me mm. and they said you know they're really good paintings but I don't think I'd want to hang this on my wall mm. and and, the, and in the prize giving yesterday they, they actually said what what makes a good piece of work and he said one of the things was would I hang this on my wall um mm. and so that's kind of been something that I think about a lot more now um and I, I spent some time uh studying like portraiture traditional portraiture in Florence and they would always say like you're trying to capture the essence and in the way you do that is you step back you don't like look so closely you look at the overall form the overall kind of energy um and soul of that person and what and what they're like giving out rather than you know the exact kind of shapes and harsh lines and all that kind of thing it's more about trying to capture something deeper than just the, what you see mm-hmm. um and it's been a weird quite a difficult transition you could say um because it, it it requires a totally different technique mm. but um i think i'm slowly getting that it's it, it's it's a, it's a process and mm. i feel like i gotta gotta keep going and do some more studies because they they really taught me like specific ways of creating the right palette and and creating layers of paint which then create this really lifelike effect mm. um which I'd never used to do before. So it's 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 a it's a work in progress, a technique in progress. Yeah. No, it sounds good like having a base that you can build on to like then make your own unique style. Absolutely. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um is there anything that either of you have mentioned so far that you'd like to talk a little bit more about or ask each other? I, mean, I have a little question. Yeah. <laughs> <Angelica>? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um you mentioned vibrancy. Yes. That's like really interesting to me because um, I used to be so vibrant in my works before. That's like when I was like, what, like six? So yeah. <laughs> um, I got discouraged by my teachers. Like, no, stop being vibrant. Be dull. Use pencil. Use dark colors. And so, I mean, hopefully I'll get my vibrancy spirit back. But um, have you always like used like a kind of vibrant style in your paintings? Um, so... No, I haven't. Um, I think it really evolves like over time, Mm -hmm. um, one style. Um, but I, I really believe like it really depends as well. Like what, what are you painting? You know, what are you trying to communicate? Mm -hmm. As we were saying before, like I think color has so much symbolism. Um, so in some pieces it feels like really appropriate to choose specific colors. Mm -hmm. Um, and in other times, you know, I actually think even black and white. I've done portraits in black and white sometimes to communicate a specific idea or a yeah. specific mood um, or an idea of like looking back into the past, for example. Right. Um, so I've done a, a bit of everything. Um, I'd say the vibrancy idea is something I picked up more recently when trying to create um, realistic portraits. And like, I think color is, is a really good way of like, really like, how do you say it? Um, trying to make someone look alive and human um you know that those like pinky tones and like there's little like even greens in the flesh they're very subtle but i yeah. feel like that really brings someone to life so i think that's why i've been focusing on that kind of vibrancy but i think it really depends on on what you're painting um and as you were saying when, in your piece you know you're using, using loads of blue yeah i think it was like the perfect color choice um it really like communicated what you were trying to express so 
yeah, I think it really depends on on the piece. Good question. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so when you were like deciding how you're going to respond to sanctuary, like what was your like thought process? Because when I was like trying to figure out how I was going to approach it, because there was a million different ways in, in approaching um, the theme, I kind of, I was worried about the audience and looking back, maybe I shouldn't have been, maybe I should have been more personal in my response. But um, I was worried about what, you know, who's going to be looking at this piece? How are they going to interpret my work? Like, what is it going to mean to them? Like, how is it going to resonate with them? Like when you were like deciding what you were going to paint and what the message was going to be, um, what was like the thoughts going through your head, which got you to wear the final painting? Um, thank you. Uh, I, it took me like, it took me quite some time to arrive at what I wanted to paint exactly. My head was like, running through the options of oh uh sanctuary like, should it be like personal sanctuary like personal to me or should it be like a historical lesson or should it be like a literal physical sanctuary i, I was so confused I, I didn't know what to do <laughs> my like first drafts were like oh i'm going to paint um a bunch of women and be like mothers of my sanctuary <laughs> but, um and then it kind of changed into something else like i can't i can't remember I, I went through a lot of options and then I was scrolling through TikTok and this video came on about how, um, you know, quite not too long ago, actually, because the 1800s, actually not that long ago, yeah, um, a group of Igbo people um, in a bid to return back home, like, like captured slaves, they like drowned into the ocean, um, hoping that the water spirits would take them home yeah ah, that's so interesting yeah so i was like yo that that that's deep that i love that and the fact mm -hmm. that i didn't know about this and I, I literally studied history back in my country um this is nowhere in the curriculum i did not learn about this and people need to know about this um but then i was like okay how am i going to link it back to sanctuary now um what what was their sanctuary like oh the sanctuary was the water was it just the water like okay no their sanctuary was death that was it that was their only choice to be saved from um, their captors um, was to risk their lives and just die. To them, they were going to be one with the water. Happy ever after. But, you know, in the real world, they're gone. So that was basically how like, I arrived at it. It was just like a quick internet inspiration that I'm sure most people go through anyways. I didn't, I thought about it. My thoughts were insufficient. And then TikTok came true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's really interesting about what you said is like, yeah. I think in my piece, I was very much saying sanctuary was, you know, before birth and you're saying sanctuary is in death. Yeah. It's like really interesting how oh, we both so kind cool. of opted yeah. for it's not within our lifetimes. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't even, it's quite pessimistic, but it doesn't really exist when we're mm -hmm. present now. It's like, it's, it's almost like a, a dream, like a state, which isn't real um, through like sleep or so it's like before a, birth or like, through death like, yeah. like a metaphysical thing then yeah. like sanctuary is metaphysical it's, it's, it's oh it doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> no I'm sure there is sanctuary somewhere <laughs> somewhere yeah hopefully <laughs> hopefully before or after death exactly <laughs> um yeah in the metaphysical realm um yeah what a what a what a great what a great note to end on um yeah thank you so much for both coming on 
Um, if you don't mind, I'll just um, plug your social media before before you go. Um, for so Angelica, where can you be found? Um, so you can find me on Instagram. Um, my name is Angelica Hopton Art. It's fairly simple. <laughs> yeah, and there's I think underscores in between. Yes, underscores. So. Yeah, and uh, Mezier, where where can people find you? All oh, of your work. Sure, I've I've had my Instagram name for literally like since 2016. Um, it's Mezier underscore 28 yeah and i also have a tiktok um feel free i don't i don't post that that often but it's also mizier underscore 28 yeah amazing um and i'll put those in the uh show description on spotify so you can find them as well yeah thanks again for coming on thanks for having us thank you current exhibition is now up in the Palatine Centre, exhibiting 30 artists and photographers um, from this year's shortlist and this year's winners. Thank you so much for listening to the Durham Student Art Prize podcast and see you next time. Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.